Hi, folks. Welcome to Follow the Leader, a podcast focused on telling character-driven stories through the use of GMless tabletop games where we can all take the lead. You can find us on Twitter at FTLcast and at FTLcast.com, and we also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash FTLcast. Today, we're returning to our game of Fall of Magic by Ross Cowman. For those of you who are new to this game, here are the basics. Magic is dying, and the Magus is dying with it. We travel together to the realm of Umbra where magic was born. Fall of Magic is a collaborative storytelling game where we play a group of travelers and the company of the Magus. On the way, we'll encounter strange hosts, fantastic places, and perilous choices as we play to discover who our characters are, how they relate, and how our journey changes them. I'm August, and you can find me on Twitter at HarpyDora, and my pronouns are they, them. Playing with me today, we have Jade. Hi, I'm Jade. You can find me on Twitter at JadeOxfordRose, and I use they, them pronouns. And we have Zach. Hello, my name is Zach. You can find me on Twitter at God. You can find the music I do at IamBugBay.BandCamp.com, and I use he, him pronouns. And uh, as a reminder, our lines, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are homophobia and transphobia, racism, sexism, anti-Semitism, violence against children and animals, sexual assault, domestic violence or intimate partner violence, unwanted pregnancy, and plagues and pandemics. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but we'll just fade to black on, are steamy situations, graphic descriptions of bodily harm, and terminal illness. Now that we've got all that, let's get started. So, yeah, this is a continuation of uh, the last couple of Fall of Magic episodes. We're not sure if this is going to be contiguous with those episodes or if we're going to uh, have this be a separate arc. So you're going to have to just bear with us in the past being confused as to what's going to happen now when you're listening. If you haven't listened to the first couple of episodes, those are 51 and uh well it should be two episodes of so 51.1 and 51.2 there may be a 51.3 who knows we went hog wild last time so we'll see yeah please please bear with us as this was two months ago that we did the first half of this game yeah <laughs> so all right do you remember are we still on the boat at like a fork in the river or are we on the shore at a fork in a path we're on the shore um, okay then. To be sure, we're on the shore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, the behind us lies the winding twilight of the Spirit River. Uh, the Magus, in all of his uh, many-layered, bearded, crooked-hatted eminence, 
stands, stroking his beard. And he looks in the sky. And he kind of squints. says, It looks like it's going to rain. That's it. We're going to want to head somewhere with a roof. And he turns left towards the mouth of the deep. No, right. Turns the he turns left, and then he turns around. <laughs> uh, to the mouth of the deep, uh, wh- what lights your way? I discover the, the issue with, with having these nameplates like this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there used to be a way to make them go above, but it does not seem like there, there is anymore. Um, yes. Uh, well, okay, so it's been a minute. We we figure out, we do a scene on what lights our way, or like a thing on it. Right? What does light our way? Because the Urspark was used to light the um, the fog before, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do we still have it? That's an interesting question. I could check. The mist mist would. (laughs) Because the way we sort of painted it was that it's a conduit of, or acts as a conduit for naturally occurring energy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Arcady, it can't let it it be broken. But Mm -hmm. it's entirely possible that it could still, we could call it light now. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Which I, I, which I like. It's rather, but rather than it being like um, being forced to do it, we like request it. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I think I think um, it's like getting dark as as we're walking towards the mouth of the deep, and 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 um, I think it says, uh, Arcady, there's um, it's going to be rather dark in the cave. Not a problem for me, of course, being an agent uh, makers of my. Uh, uh, Whatever, um, but for your friends, uh, especially those who um, photosynthesize, uh, a bit of light probably would not would go a long way. Uh, do you think you could ask your friend uh, if they could uh, shed a little for us? I can ask. Like they blink a couple of times, like these electric blue eyes. Like uh, there's almost a little crackle of static as they blink. And they sort of hold up their hands uh, and just quietly, like under their breath, are murmuring. And after a couple of moments, I think there's like a little crackle in the air, like you get uh, under pylons and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, or when the third rail goes live and as a train approaches. And um, like light motes sort of crack, start crackling around uh, their hand. And they like pull a lantern off their hip and like let it go in. It's sort of like moving around in there almost like a bird uh, rather than mm. it filling like the heart shape that it was before. But it undulates between like a bird and then like a little salamander and just like these various little living creatures. Uh, and it looks like the veins of a creature, but it's made of a lightning. And just like sheds this like bluish white light. Mm hmm. Think that Arturus was taken aback by this. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's okay. Looking at it. 
I didn't know it could do that. It's funny what happens when you give things a choice in the matter, isn't it? <laughs> Just keeps walking. <laughs> oh boy. And and here we are, the mouth of the deep. What does that look like? Uh, the art here is very nice, like a big cave. <laughs> and of course, there's very much like a Mines of Moria kind of vibe to it. But what does the actual mouth itself look like? Hmm. Does it look like a real mouth? Does it, is this like a like a like an ancient fossilized dragon skull that you have to walk through the front teeth? I really like that idea. Mm, me too. But like everything's calcified so it's it's not bone anymore it's it's mm. all just like some sort of porous rock mm. and who knows maybe it always was maybe this these mountains is was just a dragon once <laughs> yes i think inside like what little we can see inside so far i do think it would be cool if it were like just plain black stone or like a little glossy black stone almost like obsidian mm -hmm. just something that like makes the light bounce around really oddly oh yeah cool all right i think it's my turn next then because we were going down the order mm -hmm. i believe so all right so i think actually let me roll a d2 real quick. Stuck between two. Okay. So I think I'm going to go through, a, go to a cavern, uh, mm -hmm. which is what made this cavern. And I think maybe this is later that night when we make our first camp. Mm -hmm. And luckily is just kind of looking around and not talking to anybody in particular is just like, it looks like these are claw marks that have dug into whatever this stone is. Ooh. I wonder if the elder voles that plague the Oak Hills were here once too. And scraped out this place. Yes. Understandable. You know, Vols uh, do love to dig. And eat. I wonder what these ate, though. There's nothing but rock here. Oh, now, yes, sure. But before... <sighs> I'm sure there were some organs left. Luffily looks... A little aghast, just at the concept of voles that eat dragon meat. How do you think they lived so long? Well, they typically dine on the roots of uh, my grandmother's people. I never knew that they were carnivorous. That's that they would eat our feet is bad enough. But it's it's interesting, Connor. You know, meat. Whether or not a dragon, and even its innards, could be considered 
organic uh, material more than a sort of living interior fungi network. I suppose it's all perspective. I guess you're right. But uh, Lothaly, like, has her arms around herself and is just kind of, like, pulled away from the wall. Like, this is the closest she's ever gotten to the campfire. Mm -hmm. um, Because she's really unsettled by this enough to be close to the fire, even though, like, her leaf hair is getting a little drier and a little redder. A little wilty. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Um, Arcturus leans forward on the on the uh, the fire and says, "Don't worry, Lothaly. I will fight any voles that come." That actually makes her laugh, and she says, "Thank you, Arcturus. That means more than you can know." Nods very uh, properly and crosses his arms. I don't know. I kind of like that as scene. Totally. As the, as the fire crackles, and it is echoed by the crumbling, uh, rumbling of thunder closer than before. All right, Arcady. I mean, all this talk of elder voles. I'm just like mm, looking at cave dwellers, like, mm. but also mm-hmm. the deep way does sound very appealing. So. Hmm. I mean, you can do what I did. Yeah. Um, no, I think I want to go with... Uh, I'll, did you have a strong feeling about either of them, Zach, for Arcturus? I could go for the deep way. Okay. I'll take Cape Dwellers, Cave Dwellers, then. Cool. All right. So I think this is, like, the next... After we've rested um, and we're moving further down what feels like further down it's kind of hard to gauge there's not enough light and if there is an incline it's not steep enough to feel not an incline Mm -hmm. decline um i think what's unsettling is the way that um regardless of how far we go the thunder doesn't get any quieter Mm -hmm. like it just maybe it's echoes still but it's hard to tell, but it's just like periodically there'll just be this rumble uh, that bounces off the walls um, and like drowns out footsteps for a little before uh, coming back. And maybe it's that, the the noise that we're bringing with us that causes this um, stirring nearby as uh, as we round a corner, perhaps, um, mm-hmm. and I have to roll for these cave dwellers. Yes, because it's a peril. Yes. Ooh, Ooh, that's the fun one. Um, so I, I rolled for how are they like beasts, and I rolled a six, which is the music. So maybe it isn't that we see movement first; it's we hear a drumming. Oh my god. And uh, at first so it was this in time with our footsteps so we didn't notice. 
Mm. I think I think I, you, the two of you went out of sync for a second there. Yeah. Um, Jade, you go. It's your scene. I was just saying, no, if you've got a thing, I was just saying about how I just don't think we notice it fa- at first because the drumming is in time with our footsteps. Mm. Um. So this may be completely outdated by the time that this comes out, but do they yeah do they sing shanties while they work to keep time it's interesting it's not very beastly admittedly beasts of burden maybe Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all the rock has to go somewhere i guess are there mines down here oh how about what if it what if it's like a um pied piper kind of a vibe and the music is what keeps them working. And the original Piper is long gone. But the music is maintained. Because it's all they know. Mm. I love that. And I think what's unsa I don't know if we can ever see far enough into the darkness to see these dwellers. Or at least not yet. But we can hear them. We hear their music. And we hear the sound of the stone or the material, whatever it is, being worked. And I think what's why this is dangerous is it's a real catchy tune. And it's real easy to start, like, absent-minded, like, bobbing your head to it. And then maybe, like, drumming a rhythm against, like, your, hand, your leg or your bag. I don't know where it goes exactly from there, but... I, I don't know if everyone is affected by it or but there is a there is a like a a number of different compulsion styles. It's like there's a real risk of being caught up in the music and going to join the work. Mm-hmm. Ooh, do you think that the Magus maybe starts humming a different tune? Mm. Oh like Counter Charm. Yeah. Like yeah. I like that a lot. Oh, is it the same song that he was singing in Bali Town? <gasps> in Barley Town. Barley Town. I never yes. actually wrote that. Um, yeah, that's great. Uh, he like <laughs> Omega actually goes into his big bag, which is like a big carpet bag, uh, and pulls out like a little drum and a and a lyre, uh, and and hands them out to to play. A little song, a little ditty. Oh, I love the notion of this like polyrhythm that starts going on where we're doing like a counter melody. Mm-hmm. Very fun and good. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't um, drown out the 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 other music, but it does stops like, us getting lost to it. Mm-hmm. It it plays it it, it like augments it mm-hmm. in a way. Love that keeps us moving. Yeah, dope. Dope, dope, dope. Yeah, that's really good. All right. I feel like that that scene is sort of like we get far enough. And maybe like the song has to keep going and we are all like exhausted and the, the magus is like almost hoarse from singing. Mm. Oh, it's tough. It's tough to sing for a long time. <laughs> yep. All right. Let's see how this goes. 
as we continue and enter the deep way. I think the sounds, the music kind of like begin reverberating such that it's like no longer a song behind us, but like just a soundscape of of reverberations and echoes, like uh, doubling back on themselves. So it's just like a kind of roar. And so like, you know, the dark... You think of being quiet, but you don't. You don't think of the dark as being loud. When it's when it's, but in in a way, the dark is is like bright in the way that it presses on your eyes as you move through this place. Even the spark becomes like kind of dimmed as we go through this this one last um, stretch of chasm. We are like walking uh, uh, down the like spine almost, and below is just pitch dark, almost roiling darkness. And Arcturus uh, looks down uh, as they're walking, and it's like, you know, when it's very, very dark but you can still sort of see shapes that are less dark or darker. Mm-hmm. Like like a feeling that, like, despite the fact that it's pitch black, you can still sort of, like, tell that there is some deeper or black or closer darkness. And it's like looking down at the sky. And... and like 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 storm clouds, hmm. because when the storm gets to their their feverish, most fevered pitch, the sky becomes black, and it's black beneath. And Arcturus almost like stops, he like slips and a little bit. He catches himself, but he's like kneeling on the edge of this precipice, and and this. Echoing roar from the song in the cave dwellers' like realm kind of washes over him, and it's louder the closer he gets to this dark abyss. Uh, and he thinks almost for a moment that he hears words in it, and he hears the darkness ask him, "Do you understand why no people?" Hide in their homes when the storms come. Is he the only one hearing this? Yeah. Cool. That, um, you know, he is a, a member of the Storm Guard, the best of the best, who, you know, ride the lightning, but when lightning strikes, it destroys what it touches. And what is the pride of that? Uh, and like the the like roar in his ears gets louder and louder and louder and louder until like somebody like touches him on the shoulder mm-hmm. and like breaks him of this reverie and it's gone and it's actually been silent for the last while walking hmm. uh, who's the one that touches his shoulder? I think it's Arcady like. 
they have the same, <clears throat> excuse me, affinity for the storm that he does. And they sort of, he is, I know, you know, they're about the same height. I remember Arcady's actually tall. One of my few mm. characters who is tall. <laughs> mm. no, he, he's on the ground anyway. He's yeah, like... yeah. So, like, they have their hand on his shoulder and, like, their eyes don't glow full on in the dark, but um, oh, the you know how like the aftermath of a bright light or lightning and dark, and you see the vague spot in front of mm-hmm. your eyes. That's what their irises look like in the dark, like the mm-hmm. aftermath of lightning. And uh, they meet your eyes and like, are you okay? And Arcturus looks up. Uh, and his eyes were also those that glowing, uh, like electric blue. And now they are gray. Oh, I think that's an in-character O as well. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of like mutters something under his breath and stands up and you know, like double times it to catch up with the Magus. Whew. Cool oh boy. That's going to mm. have absolutely no repercussions at all. Sure. Oh, of course not. <laughs> and now the Magus is going to go to the next side of the map, I believe. Yep. And now we go underground. Ooh, fun things on this side. Oh, yeah. There we go. So. Uh, the only place that we can go is the Hanging City, uh, the hospitality of the Ragdraggers, which I think it's one of those things where the cave narrows for a bit, but there's a light, like, very dim, flickering ahead of us, and we can see that the walls of the cavern have changed uh, it's no longer like the claw marks. It looks more smooth and natural. And maybe above us we can see like some bulbous calcified stalactites that were maybe once spines on a vertebra of the dragon. And like this is where we're coming out at its tail deep 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 underground but there's still the light ahead of us and as we get there it opens up onto the hanging city and i think i don't want the rag draggers to be like mole people or anything like that part of me wants to be kind of on my bullshit and have it be not zombies but like unquiet dead like this is where the corpses of people who've been buried go when they're not ready to be dead yet. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I love that. And they're called rag draggers partly because you know they're they typically don't bother to get out of the the kind of like decomposed clothing that they were interred in, and partly because like the city is covered in like strips of colorful fabric that you wouldn't think you'd find down here. And there is one particular rag dragger who's dressed in like 
the remains of really fine silks. And uh, this this particular one spots us on the road and she like waves us over and is just like, oh, visitors. And the Magus, uh, his voice is really rough because, you know, you don't just magically recover from having uh, sung for so long. But he gives a hoarse greeting as well. Hello. Exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, he asks, I don't suppose you can point us to the nearest inn. We are but humble, weary travelers. And she smiles. She introduces herself as uh, Samantha. And she says, I'll be happy to guide you. Uh, and she, like, waves for all of us to follow uh, into the brightly colored city with all of the lights. So that's how we find ourselves in the ourselves in the hanging city, taking advantage of their hospitality. Hmm. Alrighty. Sorry for making everything dead again. No. Is it me? Yes. I do believe it's you. Alrighty. Hmm. Which of these to choose? Because we're being led there, I just might need help to come up with it, but I like the guest house as we're, as we're shown our way there. Um, mm -hmm. uh, the prompt being uh, an offensive custom. So mm -hmm. we get to the guest house and I'm really looking at the illustration on the map and just like super digging it, but I feel like it's this... Um, it echoes, I think, what we saw uh, with the Grey Rangers, that sort of longhouse vibe, mm -hmm. at least from its exterior. But uh, rather that the sides have like the appearance of wood, but it's actually just like tightly woven um, fabric hanging down. Um, and I like just the visual of everything being like these slings, like the chairs are like everything is hung from the ceiling. And it's all mm -hmm. like hammocks and like these uh, big, um, I forget what they're called, the, um, you know, the Japanese tables that have got like the brazier underneath and then you pull the blanket up over your legs. And oh, it's not tonkatsu because that's like a pork cutlet, but uh, yeah. Uh, wait, yeah, wait. Well, katsudan is the, the cutlet, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I, I've God. never been much of a weave. Oh, those so. are those are those are both those are both the, um, <laughs> the thing. But um, yes, uh, but it's like those, and it, but it's like um like a hanging brazier almost with seats curved around it, so you can be warm. Mm -hmm. And it's just uh, like katatsu mm -hmm. is what you were thinking of. Uh, yes, August. right. I suppose, and I like the notion that actually, as we come in, because things don't have to. Yeah, off offensive is a matter of perspective a lot of the time we sure don't we don't come in and it's in and, and, and it's um if there's a skeleton up there it's like oh hey look we got some flesh bags in here for the roast <laughs> <laughs> oh well i like that better yeah we'll do that <laughs> yeah i'm clax mcgee and uh <laughs> welcome to speaking ill of the dead 
Uh, the Hanging City's premier roastathon. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, no, I love this. Yeah, yeah. Waffley's like, excuse me. Oh, shit, that's a plant. What are you doing down here? There's not sun here. They don't got rain. How are you going to live? Huh? <laughs> you got a little t- cerelium? Solarium? What's the word? Hey. Oh, my God. Lothely is just like, she looks like she's about to throw fucking hands. <laughs> That's me, Clax McGee, the best insult comic on either side of the river sticks. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Where'd they dig you up from? I figure that ah. this is the vibe that we should be going for. And I look to the others. For, mm. Good question. Pottersfield. No one dug me up. Got out myself. When they say pull yourself up by the new straps, I did a little more literally. What about you, youngster? You carry the vibe of a, of a temporarily embarrassed noble. Isn't that <laughs> obvious? Ah, uh, yeah. Of course. You're not covered in debt, in dirt. I mean, oh, I look down. fingernails. They're clean. Uh, not that kind of people. I look at my hand and then I just flip him the bird. I'd like to have my- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's uh, the bones clack all around the room. Mm-hmm. I, uh, this is a hard voice to do. I can't no, that's okay. Just like, well, just just insult him back. Just say something rude. <laughs> and then Aracurus puts a hand on both of these children and says, Yes, destroy him. <laughs> Incredible. And then I think uh, Lothely just like she comes out with, My mother's roots could crack your rib cage. You're lucky you dug yourself out of that dirt or you would be plant food by now. Oh, but your mother, what a way to go! Ah! Jesus Christ. Arcady laughs and then looks embarrassed for laughing. Oh my god. (laughs) Is that scene? Uh, Sure, yeah. Yeah, it works for me. Well, I just know that uh, Zach said that he has trouble with that voice, so I don't want to make him keep having to do that. (laughs) Just wait, I'm going to make Zach bring Clax McGee back. We've got Brian the evil raccoon, and now we have Clax McGee, McGee. baby. <laughs> yeah. He should be in, um, bleep this, he should be in, uh... Oh my god. <laughs> I need to take a quick pause. Anya is back uh, sure. and needs to tell me something, so... Alrighty. Um, you back with us, August? Yes. I'm trying to decide which one I want to take. I kind of want to do the vertical gardens. Hell yeah. I want to know what temps are. Great. Yeah. Uh, takes... What is it, your turn? Or I thought it was... Oh no, it's, no, it's, it's Arcturus' turn. Zach. I'm spacing out, sorry. No worries. Alphabetical order, just so hard to keep track of. Alright. Um, okay, yeah, so, okay, yeah, so that's fair. I think, 
what I will go to is the rope hoistway. What enters the city. So the hanging city is on the roof of this massive cavern. Uh, but we did not start on the roof. We started on the bottom, obviously. And so all throughout the city are these massive elevator systems. And they're called hoistways, which is would make you think that there's pulleys. But there's actually uh, not. Because um, rolling up each side of this master cavern is this spider web uh, like uh, uh, mishmash of the, of uh, pipes uh, like old tarnished copper piping that um, pumps uh, that taps into and then diverts steam and, and pressurized air so all of the actual elevators are hydraulic or or or, or air powered um is that hydraulic hydraulic sense like it would have to involve water and so pneumatic way. i think pneumatic maybe yes which is totally fine when you when your organs are no longer like, like <laughs> organs um but it does mean that getting anywhere in this town means going on a roller coaster <laughs> oh my god love it yeah so there's like there's pipes that 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 like shoot things people have all over the place controlled by a very complicated series of valves and so uh like like um while we're while we're at the guest house uh our tourist is like i'm going to go find something, find some supplies, make sure that we're all ready to go. And then he gets, it goes to like, how do I get to the market? And they're like, oh, easy, easy, right in here. And they put him on a chair that is connected to a uh, a rail. And it's like, wait, I don't understand. It just disappears. <laughs> I do want to uh, make a suggestion. Mm-hmm. Uh, because these folks are all dead, I would want to suggest they have like harnesses or something just in case because they can't heal if they get thrown off. A oh yeah, cliff no, or something. They, they definitely strap him in. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so he's got like a harness around his chest. It's like a, it's like a, 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 a you know, a, 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 what's the word? Um, roller coaster, mm-hmm. and just, just blasts off across the 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 hanging city and so he comes back an hour later with supplies in like a a very tight grip and his hair is just even more windswept than it usually is mr if anybody needs anything i would suggest that you walk (laughs) (laughs) he just sits down Oh my god. Yeah, that's all I got for that. I love it. That's delightful. I just like the visual of the the rangers just being there, just like sips a, a mug, a cup of tea, just like mm, pneumatics. <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful contraptions. <laughs> Quite invigorating. Mm-hmm. 
Good for clearing out the sinuses. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, and now it is Lothalus' turn. Yes. Um, so yes, I'm going to the Vertical Gardens, whose caption is uh, Temptation. And I'm going to have to think a little bit just because I am not 100% sure what would tempt her down here. But I do know that the vertical gardens are probably not too far away. And maybe our greeter, Samantha, offers to take Lothaly to the gardens just as a way to like decompress after getting roasted by Clax McGee. Mm-hmm. Thought for you, August. Yes. What if, well, like, is the temptation for something else? If Faye are the thing that is the temptation, it isn't Ooh. about Lothalai getting tempted. It's about her being the temptation of, for something else. Hmm. If that's a, because you said you couldn't think of something that would necessarily tempt Faye. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. I'll have to think on that. I am imagining, like, the vertical gardens being, like, a sheer cliff wall, though. But instead of being, like, traditional gardens, like, there's not really any flowering plants or anything like that. It's a wall of, like, colorful mosses and fungi. And it's, like, it's very intentional. It's cultivated partly in like decorative patterns like you know it paints almost a mural on the wall and like this isn't a small garden i'm imagining like you know wonder of the world kind of thing like this garden is gigantic and there's it's just like part of it's a mural and like parts of it have scaffolding where you can see rag draggers just walking along and plucking pieces of moss and maybe leaving some sort of uh, living matter, you know, because they're cave-dwelling creatures and stuff, but, you know, leaving some sort of living matter to feed uh, the plant that they, well, the moss is a plant, but, you know, the plant or fungi that they harvested from. I uh, I don't know if you've seen that poster in the rounds, August, but uh, the art of growing trees again on a flat surface or drawing or growing them flat, like it's space conserving and you can use the trees to like reinforce. You can make the trees do all sorts of weird stuff, but I like mm-hmm. the visual of like a tree being completely flat, almost looking pancaked, but just like in its branches have been encouraged. Or maybe, or maybe it's not a full natural tree, but um, you know, like the uh, Idrisil. Yeah. Like that, but growing like down and it's been cultivated and it's got like these big sweeping branches. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. And like moss dangling from it, like almost like, you know, almost like how the Spanish moss dangles from the trees down in South Georgia. And it's beautiful. Like, even even though, like, Lothaly, I imagine, has, like, an aversion to fungi because, you know, root fungi uh, are a problem for tree ants and things like that, even she can recognize it's beautiful. 
And I think maybe the temptation is Samantha, like, looks at her and says that something along the lines of, like, you look like a cultivator. Maybe, maybe you should stay here. Maybe your living touch would be exactly what we need to help make sure that this survives for generations to come. And I think Lothaly, like, she doesn't have the same sort of, like, visceral no reaction that she had to the previous time she was among the dead. And she actually, like, considers it for a moment because these are actual living things and she is in the business of nurturing living things and making sure the next generation uh, is born but I think she respectfully declines and Samantha looks very sad but continues giving Lothaly a tour of the gardens and I think Lothaly takes a small piece of moss uh, and puts it in her pocket to keep as a reminder. Sorry for like the monologuing scene, but no, no, you're good. But yeah, I think that's it. Guess it's time to be a mages. Yep. All right. Can show more of the map, please? Yeah. Okay. So this Ooh. is this is a we get two 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 directions. Yeah. Yep. Oh man. Both look real cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does any I would happily go to either. Does anyone have a strong preference? I don't know. Like both of them have the potential for really really cool visuals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have any, any preferences uh that that would maybe want to influence your decision. Okay. I think I just look looking at the various prompts. Um yeah. I think we're getting ready to go and sort of check, <laughs> head down to uh the way out of this cavern and the Magus hums thoughtfully and tastes the air. Yes, this way, and um, heads uh, to the Sea of Salt. And as we sort of walked uh, through, everything seems to like open up. If it's this with the lighting changes, and it's kind of hard to figure out what exactly is happening. And then it's like the pathway almost seems to drop out. And in front is this sort of like, and it looks, at first glance, you, you think it's sand. Because uh, it, it's throwing it back so much light. Uh, and whatever natural like bioluminescence is growing here in the deep way, whatever magic lives, is being reflected off this this white surface that roils and at first, we think it's sand, but then the unmistakable scent hits us, and it is, uh, we rise, it's like waves of salt just stretching out ahead of us. 
And as for what grows here, hmm, I don't have time to Google what can what can grow in really salty thing because salty is so often anathema to things growing. We need to be less literal. Hmm. As we sort of take in this site, what looks like things uh, uncoil, like something wispy, is like, is it steam? Is it smoke? It's not sure. And it sort of coils up from it in the same way that, uh, like it does from dry ice and heads up and up and out of sight. And what grows here are dreams and nightmares born of the Sea of Soul before they drift up to the the waking world. Uh, keep your thoughts private unless you are on some person up top to uh, be dreaming of you later. <laughs> and just like, may just like happily trots down uh, like a switchback ramp towards the, uh, out of this like cavern top to down to the salt. Oh, wonderful. I never share my thoughts. <laughs> Lovely just kind of looks a little disconcerted, but doesn't say anything. I think uh, Arcady does a little nod and like uh, opens up the lantern to let the uh, spark do what it does. Because mm -hmm. there's enough light in here that we don't need it to see by mm. and just like you'll find us yeah so uh Arcturus you're first oh boy well I think I'm not I'm mm. <laughs> I'm Torn. There's a lot of great options here. But I think the one that is like wow, that that would be swell. Uh, that, that, and that would fit what, what has been established is a backward storm mm -hmm. lashed by strange reversals. Because Arcturus is um, you know, uh, does not share many of his thoughts, but it doesn't mean he doesn't have them. Um, so, and, so how are we, are we, there's like boats on the Sea of Salt, but they look like they're like shipwrecks in this art. Do we, are we like walking across the Sea of Salt? I like the visual of us walking, but, also, the notion of ships is good, that maybe like these shipwrecks that like sometimes get pushed up out of the salt. I think like the sandworms in June, but periodically we'll just see these ships rise up out and then go back mm -hmm. down again. Terrifying. Um, You're welcome. Cool. Mm -hmm. So I think um, I, as, as we're walking, um, there's that rumbling. Uh, Again, of, of distant thunder, but no longer distant. Um, may as... I make a... Mm -hmm. uh, may I add a detail? Yeah. 
since it's a backward storm, like the thunder rumbles in reverse. So like we hear like the building of it and then the clap. And then it's just dead silent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and as and like um, and Arcturus looks behind, and at the shore there are a number of people standing uh, behind us, with like like in the distance behind us, with with but you can see the the light of their eyes in the darkness. <laughs> and then there is a deep and terrible burst of pitch darkness and suddenly right behind us there is a huge tree uh, jutting up out of the ground or it looks like a tree but you see realize is is burned uh calcified like glass in the shape of a like a lichtenberg uh mm -hmm. formation um as though the lightning had had struck out of the ground and then immediately formed, and Arcturus grabs Arcady and says, "I don't want to know what happens if that if the, if that shoots up where we're standing." Um, right. And starts and picks them up and starts running. I I have legs, you know. <laughs> but let I I think seeing him this unnerved is enough to make Arcady just like not protest more than that initial mm -hmm. outburst. What is uh, Lawfully doing? Um, I think that Lawfully is probably booking it like once she sees Arcturus starting to run and like trying to grab Arcady. Wait, how, how tall is Arcturus again? Uh, he's pretty tall. Um, not crazy, like, not, like, you know, he's not, like, rascal tall. He's, you know, like a tall man. So, like, um, maybe, like, 6'10 or something like that? Yeah, probably on the outside. Okay. I know Arcady said that they have legs, but I feel like a nine-foot-tall tree woman <laughs> has a longer stride than either of you. So mm -hmm. Faye, like, scoops both of you up with fair, like, strong midwife arms and books it in the direction that Arcturus was going and is just like, tell me when to stop. Uh, as, as soon as they're not there anymore. Um, and so the three of us are just running as hard as you can. Uh, and you hear, like, this, like, kind of, like, splashing sound. And the 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 magus is like bounding, um, not like 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 moon shoes bounding to keep up, uh, and like everywhere mm -hmm. he hits, he's like it like turns into like gelatin or something like a like a launch pad. Um, Beautiful, uh, as he says. Well, it seems despite uh, leaving the sky behind, the storm has found us. Regardless, fret not, uh, for Omegas is always prepared. Um, you should probably keep running. Don't slow down. You should probably close your eyes. Oh, I'm gonna, I close my eyes. I do as I'm told. Yep, same. 
Um, Arcturus covers his eyes, but like does the thing where like uh, there's a finger between two of his fing uh, an eye between two of his fingers as he puts his hand over his face. Of course he does. Um, <laughs> oh. Does the does the magus go no peeking? <laughs> yeah, because uh, the closest closest fingers the classic shot um, as the magus uh, kind of does this smile, and then as soon as nobody's watching him, his face gets serious hmm. um and he says he he like um stretches out his arms and like cracks his shoulder blades and like you know like in the way that you do when like you've slept for a long time and you're just you know being like limbering up again as he stops uh and turns around um and and says did you know Dear pursuers, that salt is explosive. <laughs> um, and he like stops his foot, and this huge salt rock shoots up in front of him. And he says, <clears throat> "Let's see if I still have it." Um, pulls a little uh, flask out of his uh, uh, like pocket, uh, downs it. And then blows fire on the salt and kicks it uh, like an earthbender shooting a slab of rock. Um, and in the distance, there is an insanely bright explosion. And for now, those pursuers are dealt with. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> that was cool as hell. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, <laughs> the, 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 the Megas. <laughs> burps a little bit and like some smoke comes out of his mouth <laughs> uh, as he as he starts like jogging to catch up I love it that's great uh, alright August August mm. god they're all so good uh, let me roll again Okay, I'm going the salt road. What wears out? I mean, I think that we're all worn out by the time we hit, like, the ultra-packed salt. Like, I feel like the the Sea of Salt has mostly been, like, largely kind of loose salt that holds its shape. Mm -hmm. But this is, like, one giant salt crystal that's in the shape of a road and like some of the salt rises up on either side like you still got the sea of salt to both sides of it but this one is very clearly a path through and I think we actually like slow down and we're all worn out from running and the magus in particular I think looks incredibly worn out mm. after all of this and hmm, I think Lothaly like turns to the Magus and is just like, can we rest just for a moment? Well, maybe a little longer than a moment. I There's very little light down here. I need to rest. Of course, of course. Just sort of does leans forward and like his bones like seem to creak a little. 
A little rest, I think, would be good for all of us. I think maybe, like, he pulls out, because we established he had a pipe, mm-hmm. uh, but he mm-hmm. hasn't been partaking much recently, but he pulls out a pipe and puts a pinch of a plant in it, whether it's tobacco or something like fantasy pipe leaf or something like that, who knows, but he puts some plant in the pipe and then goes to light it, like, you know, with like a snap of his fingers and maybe there's a tiny spark, but nothing else comes. Mm. And he's just like, hmm. And uh, pulls out like flint to light his pipe with and it just kind of lothily looks a little alarmed at that like she knew on some level that like you know magic is dying fall is coming and winter comes after fall but it probably wasn't until this moment that Faye realized that magic is a thing that can wear out too. Mm. Like the lines on his face are, are more distinct than they've been this whole time. Mm. Yeah. I think that the rosy hue to his cheeks is sort of much less as well. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. And so I think she maybe like takes a seat next to him which is very comical because I'm imagining he's I'm imagining he's not as tall as the rest of the party. Yeah. I was imagining like average of five seven, five eight. Yeah. And so she's sitting next to him and like kind of gently puts a hand on his shoulder and maybe one of the leaves in her hair falls out because it's like a vibrant red at this point. But she tries to offer him, like, a smile. It doesn't work very well, though. Mm-hmm. He, like, reaches out and puts a hand on, on your hand and pats it. I just, just need to get my bearings back. And, um, it's been a bit since I went uh, all out like that. Well... Stay here as long as you need. And I think that's seen. Mm. Alrighty. Um, as we already had a badass battle already, um, I'm sure there will be more fighting to come, but I'm going to go with to the scrap farm. Yeah. And I'm going to roll a d6. Dang, I was hoping for one of the other ones. Oh well. <laughs> Yeah, so there's the prompt, the first prompt, and there's the second prompt now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so the first prompt is the work we do together. Um, I think what this is, is uh, once the Magus is up for traveling again, we're heading along the Salt Road, and uh, we start to see this mass of where there had been sort of ships intermittently uh, pushed up and returning back down now we come to like this massive field of like detritus and it's like the remnants of dreams that have returned and not been fully absorbed and we see like p- 
pieces of ships, but also there are things we don't recognize, um, like impossible looking machines. And I'm trying to think what else. But they're just like all these sort of things that one might expect to find in dreams. But also there's like lots of everyday items, but like significantly larger than they should be or things that are much smaller than they would be in real life. Uh, that are maybe slowly breaking down and being worn away slowly by like the salt as it gets blown around this landscape. But it is going to be, we have to work as a team to sort of climb over things because there's stuff that Laura uh, I could easily, Lothly, sorry, I blame Zach. <laughs> Shush. Um, could easily step over, but then there's things that would damage uh, Fair if. So we have to sort of like really work together to sort of clear stuff out of the way, navigate through things, work our way through the battered hull of a whole ass long ship, uh, like a, t- a tall ship uh, where the masts have been snapped off and it's like up at a 45 degree angle, partially embedded in the salt and we make our way through it. Yeah, so that that's the work we're doing together. As for the second prompt, which is the work you do alone, I feel like this is arcadey having to navigate. But it's weird because uh, they're feeling like drawn in a certain direction. And they're trying to work out whether that's because this is a place of dreams or whether they instinctively know where to go, or whether that is the storm calling them, and that's obviously not what they want to go towards. And that they've sort of climbed up the remnant of one of these masks to try and get a bearing for them, because at this point the mages is like up to traveling, but maybe can't get the magical bearing yet. So. Mm. Arcady is attempting to do it instead. And they're like perched on this broken masterpiece, looking out over the scrap farm, heels sort of bouncing against the dry wood, looking out and trying to pass their thoughts as to what is the right way to go. Actually, and I like the thought that they have pulled a compass of sorts from their from their pack but rather than it being like a needle in there they've like released a little of their own innate electrical energy into it that's sort of spinning in there and like creating a needle and it keeps spinning and stopping and pointing in a direction then it will spin and point in a different direction a little bit jack sparrow's compass a little bit of lithiometer they're trying to figure out what to do and they just like shake it a couple of times just like come on it's not a magic eight ball, child. It's always shown me where to go before. And he uh, looks at it. Have you always known where to go before? I think so. Before, I always went where I was bid. And then when I started to use this... I just, it was away, and I wanted to be away. <laughs> so 
so. So I think so. Mm. I've never felt like I was in the wrong place because of it. What about now? I sort of look out over the salt <laughs> and the wreckage of dreams in front of the, us. The gigantic like sword sticking out of the wall, out of the mm-hmm. out of the ground, next to like a like a um, a full like a whale mm-hmm. uh, skeleton that's like like way smaller. Mm-hmm. And they smile a little, and just like. I could have gone my whole life without seeing this, without meeting you, without meeting Lothalai. I do think this is right. But you are having a hard time seeing where to go next. Yes. Are you afraid of what we'll find at the end? I'm afraid I won't find anything. Even if that is the case, we must find what is or isn't there. The journey is important, but we cannot lose the destination. Take heart. <laughs> he puts a he like puts a hand on your shoulder and he says, "There will be more journeys after." I hope so. I'm not ready to stop. <laughs> we just have to finish this one first. Lee flicks the compass. <laughs> and yeah, it spins a couple of times and makes sort of like an agitated little squeak, like it's been offended by being flicked by the Magus, and then it settles down and gives us a bearing. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Love it. All right. Oh, it's me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do we want to stick right. around? Yeah, because we, there are two more prompts here if we want to do that before moving on. Two more prompts. Holy shit. Hmm. Or we can move on. It's just. Yeah, no, I, I know. I just. Um, we actually have two options here. Yep. Oh, we do have two options. Let me. Oh, you got it. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh! <laughs> yeah, oh my. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know. Uh huh. I think I'm gonna have to keep going. Yeah, fair. Um, as the as the Magus, the Magus is having a hard time moving. Uh, his knees are 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 achy, and eventually Arcturus puts together a like a little like a litter for him. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, we're all strong. We can we can bear the weight to like help uh the Magus um keep moving even when his his legs won't cooperate with him. Mm-hmm. Um and as we walk, that sort of like drumming from before comes back. Mm-hmm. But it is different, more precise, mechanical and metallic. As this huge steel and iron and copper uh, fortress rises uh, into view 
over the over the the the, the next um the next like uh rise a ridge of salt of like the salt becomes less and less granulated and more and more like huge boulders of salt lick mm. mm-hmm. uh until it finally just becomes new stone and like fuses into stone ground that surrounds this fortress um from which can be heard pistons firing as we arrive at the fortress of Karst and must throw ourselves upon the hospitality of the machine. Which is... I'm I'm kind of torn. Is the fortress the machine? Or is the fortress within the machine? Or is the machine within the fortress, rather? I mean, I think it would be more interesting for the entire fortress to be the machine. Mm-hmm. Like, it might seem like individual pieces of it are separate, but they're all part of the same thing. Mm-hmm. So we, yeah, we um, we carry the, the Magus up the, the stairs to the entrance of this great fortress as the doors slide open. And there is like a um, a moving walkway inside, like an airport, hmm. a conveyor belt, like a tread. And this voice comes, and you would expect like this booming, grandiose voice, but it comes and speaks softly and evenly. It says, "Hello. Your journey is almost over." How can I ease your pain? Ah, this is so good. I'll say, my brain just did the Beyonce like reaction meme, but it was just like Minos because. <laughs> <laughs> I think Arcadia looks a little alarmed at that, frankly. Because <laughs> that your did... bones mm-hmm. are weary, and your minds heavy. Please. Rest in safety and peace. And like a little um, spritzer comes down <laughs> and, and mists lothily. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a good visual. And a sun lamp rises from, from a panel in the floor. Oh my god. I don't think lothily has the wherewithal to say anything. It's just there's like a little bit of creaking of wood as like I don't think her hair is ne- necessarily made entirely of branches but like there's definitely some little branches supporting the leaves and they're very clearly turning towards the sun lamp as she closes fair eyes mm-hmm. what um what hospitality does does the fortress and the, does the machine sense uh Arcadia needs <sighs> That's a real good question. I think what it is is a space like opens up and it's not a true room. I'm thinking like it's almost like a a room of screens or Mm -hmm. like very shiny sheets, but the light hits and they tilt slightly to catch the light in a different way and it looks like the lake at the Grey Ranger's Lodge. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's just very still 
and calming mm-hmm. and they visibly relax a little on seeing it and they step in uh to this room and just sit down and breathe mm. as like a as like an uh, an automated like a, a motorized wheelchair kind of comes up to and with arms to help the biggest sit more comfortably and what about Arcturus? Arcturus kind of watches all of this um, and nods at everyone and says, Good job. I'll make sure that they relax properly. <laughs> um, and the machine kind of whirs a little bit in like a... Like the the kind of the kind of ratcheting of gears that sounds almost like a laugh, mm-hmm. um, and it says, "Do not be afraid, Sir Regulus. There will be other storms, and the clouds will always welcome you back." Um, and Arcturus just kind of doesn't say anything and turns away. But the um, conveyor belt at his feet gets a couple little droplets of water. Like, how dare you give me so many feels for this uptight storm, man. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, as the hospitality, the machine uh, opens its arms to us. What is our next scene? It's August, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on your podcast platform of choice, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about us using the FTLcast hashtag. We are also part of a nonprofit podcasting guild called Standing Stones Productions. We do a variety of shows, including The Room Where It Happened and Dumb Kids Playing Hero, two actual play shows, and a Steven Universe discussion podcast called Gay Space Rocks. We also do live streams at twitch.tv slash standingstonesprod. You can keep up with everything that we do on Twitter at stones underscore standing. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Your support means a lot. Thanks again!